When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts here at the Black Information Network, we know how important it is for you to start your week off energized, engaged, and enlightened. There are always major stories that break over the weekend, and we feel you should know about the ones we are talking about today. So stay tuned for our Weekend Recap, featuring BIN News anchor Amber Payton. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Amber Payton, welcome back to the show. You are Thank you for having me back. A vision today. Absolutely. I can have you back all the time. Thank you. Well, you know what? We have a lot to cover today, and uh, it's been an interesting weekend, long weekend, and we're getting to it late, so let's not leave the people waiting any longer. First up, this comes from the Black Information Network. A Florida deputy has resigned after mistaking the sound of an acorn falling on his patrol vehicle for a gunshot and shooting at a black man who was handcuffed inside Per WPTV, body camera footage shows Deputy Jesse Hernandez yelling, shots fired, as an acorn fell on the roof of his patrol vehicle on November 12th in Fort Walton Beach. Hernandez fell to the ground and repeatedly shot into the back of the vehicle, which held Marquise Jackson, who was accused of stealing his girlfriend's car earlier that day. I'm hit, the officer who opened fired can be heard saying in the video. Hernandez claimed he felt an impact on his torso and his legs weren't working the way I wanted them to be working. That's a quote from him. The officer told investigators he thought he'd been shot, adding that he's never been shot before. So, quote, I don't know what that's like, unquote. The investigation determined that there was no damage to the patrol vehicle before Hernandez, quote, made his decision to use lethal force based on the sound, unquote. Uh, and this is another quote. Um, Deputy Hernandez's response was not objectively reasonable. The 
investigation determined. They go on to say, the only verifiable outside stimulus was the sound Deputy Hernandez interpreted as a supposed weapon being fired, and that alone would not justify shooting into the vehicle. Hernandez resigned in December amid the investigation. In a, in a statement, Sheriff Eric Aiden said Hernandez was, quote, found to have violated policy, but cleared, however, of any criminal wrongdoing. So I know you've seen this video. We've certainly talked about this on this show. I, I, how did this hit you? I, I know there's something here. Go ahead. It, <laughs> I see your face. <laughs> I see it. He, there was nothing else for him to do but quit because I watched that video. <clears throat> Excuse me. How do you say I'm hit? I've never been shot before either. Um, knock on wood. But you know when your body has been penetrated by a foreign object, right? You know, I would feel imagine. Something. Why was your first? <laughs> the video, it just, it, irritated my soul because the he it was so dramatic you hear the acorn i heard it and it sounds nothing like a gunshot yeah and i know what a gunshot sounds like mm -hmm. i i i don't i don't have many words other than he did the right thing quitting immediately because that was ridiculous and the poor man the man in the back of the squad car was he shooting at he was shooting at the car right Right, exactly. What if you would have shot this man? Yeah, Granted, that's, he's that's under that's arrest, but what if you would have shot him because so, of an acorn? So watch this. Now, to your point about him quitting, um, it has been speculated that he quit ahead of the conclusion of the investigation so that he would still be hireable oh. in his next position, right? So, so watch this. He was not fired from this job. He quit. So at his next job, he can say, I quit my last position. He cannot, he does not have to say I was fired, right? So this is some speculation that he quit to get ahead of it, right? And he will be gainfully employed as a police officer elsewhere in the country at some point in the near future if he's not already gainfully employed right now. So that speculation exists. Um, but I think to your point, you know, he, so I saw the video. Let's start here. I saw the yeah. video and I saw more <laughs> than just a little clip that everyone was seeing, which is him unloading the, uh, the magazine into the back of his uh, patrol car. And what happened was uh, the individual that they were looking for ended up coming back in the vehicle to the place where the police were because, uh, the it, I forget I I don't think that we have the name of the individual that called the police, but we'll say Marquise Jackson's girlfriend mm -hmm. was at the location where the police were. Marquise right. Jackson came back to the scene, not knowing that there were police there. The police then approached him and says, "Hey, do you have any weapons on you?" He says, "No." They ask again, "Do you have any weapons on you?" He says, "No." Then they take him into custody. They put him in handcuffs, and then they um, check him for weapons. And then they checked them. They checked them two times for weapons before putting them into the vehicle. Right. So this is something that is uh, very important. And, and I'm not sure if that's the exact order. You're welcome to check the video out yourself. Um, but um, I believe that that is more or less what happened. Now, uh, once he gets into the vehicle, they a know he does not have any weapons. Um, and then B, they now are taking him into custody 
um, initially I read, and this was from TMZ, that he was arrested because he was sending threatening text messages. It sounds like him and his girlfriend just got into a fight. Right. And she called the police because he took a car that maybe they both pay, make a payment on or whatever. Who knows? That part I don't know. But, you know, just a an argument, a, a lover's In a, Yes. Right. Yes. So um, now you're starting to understand everyone who's been in a lover's quarrel. You understand that, OK, Marquise Jackson is black. There was an interaction between black men and the police. And I think on full display, you're able to see exactly what happens um, when police are interacting with black folks, because I can assure, well, I can't assure you, but I know that you can follow this line of thinking. If police were not biased, um, this would not happen. And the reason I'm able to say that is because if Marquise Jackson was a 75-year-old privileged corporate executive who was white and having a domestic with his wife, and an acorn fell on the top of the car. It would be nearly inconceivable for anybody listening to either of our voices today to see an officer rolling around on the ground saying, I'm hit and emptying a magazine into the back of the police car. And indeed prompting this fellow officer to respond in kind because she's shooting at the car too. What am I shooting at? What, what happened? Yeah. You know, and she's so just I, I didn't really her. have anything against her because she's taking his word for it. Right. Right. And that's, so that's I, what, yeah. that's what, that's what I wanted to do. But I think that, so while I don't hyper-focus on her, the individual, I do question police practices and policies as a result, because what you have is like, we see this all the time. There'll be like, you know, hundreds of shots fired at an individual who turned out to be unarmed. Because one person was afraid. They thought they saw something or they thought they heard something or they whatever. And rather than approaching it, and this often enough happens with black folks, black and brown people in this country. But because that one person was a little too skittish and they let a shot off, now everybody is shooting. Right. And that as a practice doesn't seem to really realistically make anyone safer. Yeah, it feels like it's it's overkill when indeed killing is not what police officers should be doing. You know, police should be apprehending folks. And I think that when you arm police with a device whose only purpose is to kill and then train them to use it and then chronicle a narrative in their mind and indeed the minds of the public that the officers deserve to go home to, to, to their families at the end of the day, then you get these sort of responses where everything warrants uh, deadly force. And we prioritize the lives of those officers because they get to go home to their families, right? That's every, everybody deserves, all the officers deserve to go home to their families. Nobody's going to argue with that. But what about the regular people? Imagine if Marquise J Jackson had been shot in the back of the head. I'm actually surprised to have did. two officers yeah. just shooting at the car right. because of uh, Acorn hit the, the roof of the car. I'm exactly. surprised that he got out of that unscathed. But but hear me out. So Happy we've seen them. we've seen this story before. We've seen police officers fear for their lives. You can pull out your wallet and hold it up. You can have a cell phone. You can have nothing. You can just be black and nearby. And the police can execute you on the street. And because of qualified immunity and because, you know, I've said this before, but dead men tell no tales. 
You know, there's plausible deniability. There's all kinds of things that work in the favor of the officers. And we give them as the public, give them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, we've taught, we've been taught through, through copaganda <laughs> over the years that the police are always the good guys, yeah. uh, that the bad guys must have done something bad. You know, who's to say that, that the girlfriend wasn't the person at fault, you know, for the, for the, yeah. for the argument. And if arguing with your girlfriend is indeed a crime, then there's a lot more people who deserve to get the back of the car shot up, right? So you start to see that there's some some steps along the way where we can really rethink this because there's a process that's wrong. And that's why I hold the other officer accountable because while, again, if if he's shooting, she's shooting. She's protecting her, her, her um, co-worker and fellow officer and she is not aware of the threat, but she's responding in kind. And so with two people, you know, dumping clips into a car and this man not even getting grazed is miraculous. But we could very easily see how quickly it can go wrong. And again, often enough, it's black and brown people who are right. the ones that are exposing these biases in police officers around the country, because as I mentioned, a 75-year-old privileged corporate executive who's white and in the same, everything else the same. Or a 26-year-old white, blonde-haired, uh, uh, female with, yeah. you know, a beach body. You know, you're not going to see officers rolling around on the ground. And so that, no, that just would have been an acorn the hitting the roof. Say That's again? it. That just would have been an acorn hitting the roof, not exactly, an acorn. Exactly my point. And so, <laughs> so again, I, we've, we've talked about this at length and and feel free to go back and, and check out our full examination of exactly what what took place there. But um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see how a lot of people are having conversation about who whose life deserves to be prioritized. You know, a person that's living their life that took a car to the store to maybe, I don't even know. Maybe he went to get flowers for his girlfriend. I don't know that, but the, critically, the police don't know that, right? No. And and there's a lot of victim blaming. There's a lot of victim blaming, but there's a lot of people yeah. also being very critical of how policing is done and how we're prioritizing the police's lives over our own. So anyway, moving on. Next story. This comes from firstsportswithaz.com. Uh, this is compliments of our very own Chris Thompson. Mike Tyson is set to return to the big screen, but not as a boxer. The former heavyweight champ is set to act in the movie Bunny Man. It is a one-of-a-kind superhero movie being filmed in Italy, and Tyson is reported to play himself. This is not the first time that Tyson has appeared in movies since he has made several cameos. As such, Tyson has appeared in movies like The Hangover, Ip Man 3. I believe that's how I said that. Maybe it's Ip Man. And several other movies, including the Bollywood movie Liger. Tyson's lifestyle had taken a turn for the worst after his retirement, but the Hangover movie cameos turned things around for him. Uh, real quick, I believe that he was paid about $300,000 for his role in the Hangover movie, at least the first one. Um, so that was in the article as well, but it was toward the top, the headline, something like that. Anyway, uh, further, Mike Tyson has continued his tradition of appearing in movies for cameo roles, and the audience loves it. Like always, Mike Tyson will be playing himself in the movie Bunny Man, which is about a multimillionaire superhero who fights crime while hiding his identity with a rabbit mask. So this is sports news, which is, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's our 
it's not our necessarily forte. my field. Yeah, I don't know anything mine, about sports. But that's why I said it's compliments to Chris Thompson. But you know, what's your take? Mike Tyson doing a movie. So here's the thing. thing. I don't know anything about sports and I'm not a movie girl. So I am very <laughs> happy for Tyson <laughs> sure. because although I don't know much about sports, I do know that he went through um, a not so great period. And I, I don't yeah. know the details behind it, but I do love seeing that he is making his way back to the big screen. Yeah. I also love seeing black people in these movies. Like I love seeing like Superman and who is it? Issa Rae when she was in the, she was in the Barbie movie. And I just yeah. love seeing us like taking these roles sure. that you wouldn't sure. normally see us step into. Yeah. And he gets to play himself. So that's like, you know, it's not a boxer, but he's still Tyson. So I, yeah. I do love this for him. I just don't know anything about sports. I'm trying to do better about watching movies, but I don't know if that movie was called It Man or IP Man either. So, I, <laughs> I have watched The Hangover. I do remember Mike Tyson in The yeah. Hangover. Um, so I will check out Bunny Man. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's kind of what the article is saying. And I think that's also kind of what has caused Mike Tyson to become so much more endearing. Um, because you get to see a boxer, you know, this is a fierce warrior and, and there's a, there's a certain respect that we have as a, as a society, but also as a, as a species for warriors, you know, this is, this transcends cultures and all this sort of stuff. Um, and Mike Tyson is, I mean, that name is synonymous with, you know, being a, a warrior, a fighter, right. Yeah. And to see his soft side, his, his comedy side, you know, his co comedic timing, and to know that he's not a professional and love him in spite of that, like his his, you know, he's not quite in the pocket and it makes it better so much better. You know, he's not a, a professional at that. He's just Mike Tyson all the time. And for those of us who've seen his clips of his hot boxing podcast over the years of those of us who've seen his interactions with people, you know, fans and his like viral moments and so forth over the year, we all recognize and respect that he's just as complicated as any of us. As, in as far as human beings go, mm -hmm. he's a man who has seen a lot. Uh, if, if he did not have that tremendous power and that tremendous gift and, and had, you know, worked so hard to achieve the things that he had achieved, um, he, his life would have been very different. So to see someone who comes from where he comes from make it to this point. Mm -hmm. There's a there's there's a way that I think that we all the every man in all of us can celebrate Mike Tyson's accomplishments. And even when he's trying to play a role, we can see ourselves as the every man playing the role, too. And we can yes. see the, the parts where it's like, OK, this is not professional, but we're not here for that. We're here for Mike Tyson. We If we wanted to see know? a professional com comedian, we'd go see a Kevin Hart movie. We came from Mike Tyson, man. And so I, I love this for him, too. I this is really funny. I've met him. Really? I've met Mike Tyson and didn't know he was Mike Tyson. I was young, so I didn't know Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson. But okay. Sweet Pete Whitaker is that was my cousin. Okay. And so when he was um alive, one, um, back in my younger days, he I would I would meet, I met I met Floyd. <laughs> I didn't know who I was meeting because I'm not a sports girl. I didn't even know that Sweet Pea was uh as as big as he was until uh -huh much later in life i want to say maybe 10 years ago i i'm not a sports girl but no i met mike tyson i remember somebody asked me do you, do you know who you're talking to right now and i was a very young teen i said no like 
<laughs> and now, like now in my in my old later days, I'm like, man, that was so. How do you not know who Mike Tyson is? So that's what yeah. it's very dope. And he he's a very sweet man. I can tell you that. I remember that. He's very yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what he gives on yes. on his screen uh, persona, his on screen persona, and in his interviews. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's complicated. Like, of course, if you if you press him. That's there's a problem. He's he's very comfortable with that too. But I think left to his own devices, he's he likes to play with his kids and laugh and yes. joke around and so forth. So shout out to Mike Tyson, man. I can't wait for the guy. The Black Information Network. I think it's caused us really to focus on the equity and inclusion piece and not just the diversity piece. Celebrating Black history. Then. The die is cast. As I said, we're not asking. We're saying this is the way it's going to be. And now. Making sure that, yeah, that was a first, but it won't be the only time that that's happened. We want to make sure that we can continue to do new things. Because our story continues. BIN News Anchor Amber Payton is here with us discussing the weekend's major stories. All right, next up from CBSNews.com, Abraham Lincoln pardoned President Biden's great-great-grandfather after a late-night Civil War-era brawl, documents reportedly show, linking the two presidents across the centuries. Court-martial records in the U.S. National Archives reported on by the Washington Post on Monday detailed the trial of Moses J. Robinette after a fight with fellow Union Army civilian employee John J. Alexander on March 21st, 1864. Robinette was charged with attempted murder after the tussle in the Army of the Potomac's winter camp in Virginia when Alexander overheard him saying something about him to a cook and rushed at him. The two men scuffled and Robinette drew his pocket knife, leaving Alexander with several cuts before others intervened, according to documents. The 42-year-old, who had been hired by the Army as a veterinary surgeon, insisted that Alexander, quote, possibly might have injured me seriously had I not resorted to the means I did, unquote. The military judges convicted him and sentenced him to two years hard labor. Three Army officers petitioned Lincoln to overturn his conviction, claiming the sentence was unduly harsh and that Robinette had been defending himself against someone, quote, much his superior in strength and size, unquote. Lincoln agreed and signed the pardon on September 1st that same year. The story, quote, has waited 160 years to be told, unquote, according to the Washington Post article written by historian David J. Gurleyman. I believe that's how I say his last name. So. A little bit of history, a little fun fact there for you. Uh, how did this hit you when you first heard it? Lincoln was just uh, on President's Day. He was just ranked as the top president. Yes. I'm looking. I had to verify before I said anything. He did. He, he ranked as the America's greatest president on okay. President's Day. Okay. Um, and so that, I guess my first thought about that was it's very coincidental. Mm. Um, also, I did have a random thought. What's that? Biden has a lot of legal, like his legal, his family legal issues. They go back. Yeah, they date back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to to from today all the way to eighteen sixty four. Yeah, yeah. But I think that that also shows just how connected this small group of folks is that it's a you very know, run small our world. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I that was my my first thought about it was. No wonder Lincoln, because I was ranked number one. Just reading that story sounded like self-defense to me. Sure. Um, 
And so it sounds like Lincoln just, you know, he did what was right or what he thought was right. Uh, perhaps. Um, all right. Well, this next one is uh, a little bit heavier. Love to get your thoughts on it. So uh, let's crack this nut open. This comes from hiphopdx.com. Killer Mike has advocated for unity throughout his career, though even he makes one exception when it comes to racial integration. During an episode of The Breakfast Club that aired on Wednesday, February 14th, host Charlemagne the God asked the Atlanta native to elaborate on his 2019 quote on the same show. Quote, I married a black woman. A lot of my critics did not, unquote. Uh, there's another quote. Walter E. Williams said there's only two cases he agreed with in terms of segregation. Uh, he says, that's when it comes to marriage. You should marry a black woman, unquote. Goes on to say another quote. Who's going to understand me like a black woman? Who's going to understand my pain, my strife, my struggle? Who's going to understand culturally how important it is for my black children to be proud to be black? Even when she didn't birth these children, she's still their mother. Nobody's going to do that like a black woman. Unquote. He concluded, quote, that's not putting down other people, but that's to say before you criticize me now, I'm going to look at your life decisions. Expletive deleted. And if your life decisions didn't bring bring you to a black woman, then expletive deleted. A lot of the expletive deleted you say might say might not be credible. So your thoughts. My first thought was you. I actually watched this interview and I know what you feel and how you feel about black women. So you were the first person I thought about. Oh, yeah. Um, my second thought is I don't disagree with him, of course. As a black woman, I'm not going to disagree with him. Sure. I'm never going to tell anyone who to love. I mean, love who you love, but you know, it is something special about a black woman. Sure, sure. I just have to got to throw that out there. But you were immediately. I watched and listened to this interview. First person that came to mind was you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely recognize and respect anybody who is intentional about marrying a black woman yes um but i think that it goes a little bit beyond just black men mm -hmm. marrying black women i think that to marry a black woman is a gift all right i i i, I can see the value in that and for anyone who believes in marriage black or otherwise to have a black woman at your side you've kind of won the game. Now, famously, I am not a fan of marriage. <laughs> so oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I've, I've said many times on the show, I, I, marriage is just not for me. I, I, I believe it's for other people. It just scares me too much. It just is. There's so much associated with it in terms of risk and all that sort of stuff. But okay. I will say that um, for those who do get married, because I know, I know a lot of, I, I, what comes to mind specifically is, um, Gary Owen, Robin Thicke. Um, are they both uh, divorced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, these were these were white men who were married to black women, right? Yeah. And you know, there's lots of non-black people that were married to black women. Yes. My my aunt is a black woman, and her husband was a man from Mexico, right? Okay. And I see that black women have value even beyond what. Uh, Killer Mike was saying, you know, who's going to understand my struggle, who's going to understand my pain. I believe that black women have the capacity to do 
rather more than the average woman, certainly in those regards, right? It's, it's something that exists on, it, this might be a little bit new agey, esoteric, and forgive me if it sounds that way, but I believe that that exists on a cellular level because indeed the first human woman to exist was a black woman. So who has more experience? Uh, the, the woman who indeed has suffered the most is a black woman. So if there's anybody that can understand, stay, stay by your side, work, grow with you, it's the black woman. Um, I don't believe that that is the black woman's natural state, but I do see the silver lining within that story. And so, you know, as often as I can, I will uplift black women. I will praise black women. I just, you'll never see me get married. I just, I can't do Ever it. Ever in I, life. I, Never. I would never do it. I would never, ever, ever in my life do it. Jesus Christ could come down from heaven and be like, hey, man, you need to marry her. And I'd be like, listen, man, we got to negotiate this. I don't need I don't even got that for you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, that's, that's a very tall order. I mean, we're talking like something that made sense beyond things like love and, you know, so it's not a like commitment that. that you you wouldn't do. It's it's no. specifically marriage. Yeah, well, you... there. So again, this is a little bit beyond the scope of the news that we're covering here. But just <laughs> on a personal note, it just the the amount of exposure that comes with that feels. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with marriage. Okay, I think anybody would mm -hmm. agree with that. And indeed, that responsibility is not necessarily something that my behavior can speak to so so in other words i might be tried and convicted based off of some other person's sensibilities not necessarily what objectively factually took place right um we can have two different interpretations of the same thing and another person's interpretation could condemn me to being a divorcee and then being fiscally exposed uh, mm. potentially for decades um, and I think Dave Chappelle said it best, devoid of love or religious significance, marriage is simply a bad contract that you shouldn't sign. And I have been engaged three times in my life, twice to the same woman, a black woman. And I have learned that that is not for me. But in that same breath, I will say that I've seen some people that it works great for them. And you know, I'm not mad at the institution of marriage. I'm certainly not mad at black women. I'm not mad at Killer Mike. I'm not mad at uh, no. Dr. Umar. You know, none of that stuff. I just, it's, it's, it's a lot when it comes to me personally. So there's a little bit more in the way of context and understanding. And I think I'll leave it there yeah. and get myself in trouble. <laughs> Taking it back to the story, though. I mean, we can, we as, as black women, we can do all of the things that Killer Mike said. Sure. A black way without, you know without being married you know we're still going for me i'd always say i'm a nurturer by nature um i've always always been like that uh, i get it from my mom my mom's a nurturer by nature my grandma's a nurturer by nature like that's just how i was raised so we're always going to like killer mike said we're going to understand your pain your struggle um and you know we're going to be there for for our black men that's what we do i i couldn't agree more yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, my my grandmother, uh, she's passed away, but her birthday was yesterday. And so I took a moment to reflect. And uh, yeah, uh, that's that's as close to God as I'll ever be. And it looks like yes. a black woman to me. So yes. um, 
So yeah, we'll leave it right there. Thank you as always for coming on and sharing your thoughts. These were some really interesting stories we had to touch on today. Uh, and of course, for you, our listener, uh, these and more stories can be found at binnews.com. Amber, it's been a joy and I look forward to our next time uh, having these conversations. Once again, today's guest, BIN News anchor, Amber Payton. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the black effect presents family therapy and i'm your host elliot connie Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.